Today's passage is from John chapter 1. In the beginning, the Word already existed. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. He existed in the beginning with God. God created everything through Him, and nothing was created except through Him. The Word gave life to everything that was created, and His life brought light to everyone. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. So the Word became human and made His home among us. He was full of unfailing love and faithfulness, and we have seen His glory, the glory of the Father's only, one and only Son. Thank you, David. So we, we want to know who God is. I think that is a question the entire world asks. Who is God? As we've made our way to undiscovered people groups, we've come away from that encounter with a group that has never really known civilization. No, no books, no TVs. People who are just the way they've been for thousands and thousands and thousands of years. And as we've encountered them and got to know them, some folks sat down and summarized what was discovered in each people group. And it's interesting, two things are common to all of humanity. Number one is everybody has a conscience. Every group has some kind of moral law, moral code that they live by. Now, it's, it might not be like ours, but they, but they have one. There are rules that say what is right and what is wrong. The second thing that is common to every group that's been discovered on this planet is they have a yearning to connect with God. They have some style of worship, trying to get God's attention, trying to get God's favor, trying to connect a kind of soul to soul, so to speak. It's common we all want to connect with God. We all yearn to connect with the, the God who created us. The infamous word that John talks about. The defining word, the valuable word. The hopeful word. So let's back up a little bit. How do we know God exists? I think there are three uh, common things that are identified when you want to talk about the existence of God. And, and again, I don't think there are too many people that don't believe at least in a, a supreme being, a force, a, a something up there. But we know who that is. We know that that's God, that that's Yahweh. That, that, that is Jesus, the, the cornerstone that the Jews rejected. We know God exists because as we, as we look around this world, we see great 
creativity. In fact, as we look into the faces of other people, we see great creativity, don't we? And where does that come from? Our creativity comes from a God who is very creative. The heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of his hands. Now, if for some reason you think this is all an accident or it just came to be at one moment and we're going just because of that, you need to read the book The Improbable Planet by Hugh Ross. And simply what he does is he goes through the scientific disciplines and he talks about this could not have happened on its own. This could not have happened on its own. Our planet could not have happened on its own. And I'm reading a lot of stuff I don't really get the detail of, but the force of what he's saying is very clear. We are no accident. You are no accident. The word God was orchestrating these things, us, into being. And we see that in the creativity of all that he's done. Number two, we see the the thumbprint of God in history. He made every nation of people. He determined, now notice the, the specific words that are chosen. He determined the time set for them and the exact places where they should live. Again, not an accident. God is the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. Who can add even a few minutes to their life? The Bible says. No, you can't. No, you can't. God did this so that they would seek Him, reach out for Him, find Him. See, God wants to, wants to be in relationship with us. And one answer to who, who is God, he, He's the creator of everything, but He's also a God that wants to be in relationship with us. We're not like an ant farm. God doesn't just have us uh, up on the dresser of his bedroom, so to speak. So just watch us go. Look what happens when I kick it. <laughs> you didn't do that to your ant farm? Come on. <laughs> we know that God exists because we experience him in our life and we see his divine work, his divine impact in the lives of other people around us, Paul here is a great example. As he, Paul, neared Damascus on his journey, suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him. Now, I'd kind of take that, wouldn't you? We all all pine to, to see God, to hear from God. Next week we'll talk about how God, how God speaks to us. And he's speaking all the time. I I think we need to do a little bit better in our our listening. And because it's a little bit of a challenge, a, a finite human being and an infinite God, 
We'd like some simple, dramatic thing that proves that God is God. And He loves me and He's in me. Well, Paul got some dramatic things, didn't he? He fell to the ground and he heard a voice say to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? And so the the persecutor of the church becomes the preacher of the church. Now, who would have ever thought of that? (laughs) Only God. Only God takes a persecutor of the church and moves him to be one of the most profound preachers and evangelists of all church history. Of all church history. Now, our story might not be as dramatic, but it's still profound, isn't it? We can, we can point to the change and the transformation. We can point to those moments where we, we feel God moving us and speaking to us. Pulling us up, pushing us forward, directing our steps. So that's why I think God exists. God exists to reveal himself to us. He, he's not hiding from us. The Lord has revealed his righteousness to the nations. Now, I love this part. It, it does fit my, my theological bent. But I, I believe that it's borne out as we look at what the scriptures say. We think we're all spiritual Christopher Columbuses. Don't we? We've decided that now we're going to search for God and and we're going to look for God and we're going to find Him. We only know God because God has revealed Himself to us. As I like to say, we can only take the second step towards God because He's already taken the first step towards us and why is that so because God wants to reveal himself to us he wants to be in relationship with us he wants us to discover and enjoy the idea that that we were created in his image And God not only created all the beauty in the skies and the hills speak of His glory, but we are His greatest accomplishment. Of all the great things that God created, we are supreme, the Scriptures say. And the difference is is we're created in His image. We were created to be in relationship with Him. And so as I, I said the other week, you can, you can choose to you know, uh, cut off your uh, jeans, take off your t-shirt, uh, put a little paint on your face, and, and, and dance around a fire with a bunch of other men. Isn't it interesting that 
the other world religions are trying to reach up to God. Get his attention. Get him on their side. And you read the Bible and you, you get it. He's already here. He's already moved towards us. He's already done miraculous things around us. He calls to us. We don't have to get his attention, nor do we need to go through all sorts of things to to receive his love. To ask him to make a, a difference, even a miraculous difference in something, in someone. He's ready and able. Ready and able. Now he has uh, revealed himself in creation. People have seen the earth and the sky and all that God made. They can clearly see his invisible qualities. His eternal power and his divine nature. Don't you see it? Did you, did you miss it? We, we live in a place, you got to work hard to miss it. you got to work hard at it. We look at the, the majesty of what's around us. We look in the eyes of a young child. And what we see is, well, the thumbprints, the fingerprints of God. And he's not hiding, he's displayed his glory for us. A third thing that God uses to reveal himself is, our, uh, is his word. A little different passage to use, 2 Peter. Above all, don't miss that part. Above all, you must understand that no prophecy in Scripture ever came from a prophet themselves. Ooh, that's an interesting insight, isn't it? It was the Holy Spirit who moved them to speak for, from God. Now put that together with 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17 about the Word of God being inspired and good for all human life god doesn't want us paul says to miss out on any good thing and isn't it interesting that the prophets were really more mouthpieces for god the voice of god than they were predictors of things in the the word of god is to declare god to us And in that declaration, as we follow him, that does good things for our life. And so as you study this word, perhaps you're a, a literature person, it, it's amazing how the Bible stands out in all of, all of written history. 
And I can tell you that uh, it's still the number one selling book in the world, believe it or not. God reveals himself in his word, and as we read it, the Holy Spirit causes us to resonate with that, to hear God, to see the, the best practices of life all right here. Why? Because he loves us. And as Paul states to Timothy, he wants to equip us for every good work. He also reveals himself in in the Son, Jesus. The Son radiates God's own glory and expresses the very character of God. The very character of God. In fact, what does Jesus say? Jesus says, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. And God wants us to not only encounter him, but God wants us to know him. And so an infinite, transcendent God chose to become finite and enter history. Now, why he did it that way? Well, we can, we can understand it now, can't we? Total God, total human. If you want to know who God, if God came to this earth and walked around, what would he be like? He would be like Jesus. He would be like Jesus. And I'm not sure how he was total God and total man. I can just tell you, as I, I read the narrative, he did many very human things. He got tired. He had to eat. He, he slept. He, he displayed the, the whole array of healthy emotions. He even felt the moments of grief when his good friend Lazarus was dead. Yeah, he revealed himself in his son. And that way we know what it would be like for God to speak or act. And that's why in, in knowing and reading about Jesus, we know how to think and act how to speak or not speak God has revealed himself who is God a God that loves us who wants to be in relationship with us and so as we make our way this week and rooted and as we have a lot of conversation, I want you to remember three things as you go. Number one, know that God is near. He is not far away and uncaring. God is near. God is near to you. And I've heard it before. God would never be near to me. Look at me. You know, if you were in my head, oh, 
if you were in my heart, if you knew the darkness of my soul, well, you'd know Jesus doesn't want to have anything to do with me. He's far away because I'm far away. He wouldn't care for me. I'm not that good. But the truth is, and, and, and we read this clearly in the Scriptures, that God even cares about the lilies of the field. All the birds and the bees and... He cares. He's near. He's not far off. And once we entertain the idea that, that God is near to us because He loves us, it's a lot easier to see Him, hear Him, and experience Him. Because in those moments, we turn around and see He's right there. right there he does care for us he does care for us even if we don't think we're really worth all that care he cares for us if we draw near to god the scriptures say then 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 he will draw near to us and I, I love the way that that's penned because the reality is, is he's already near to us. We just haven't gotten on board yet. We haven't gotten in the right frame of mind, heart, and soul to see him, to want to be with him. The final thing is, is God came to forgive us, not to condemn us. We'll, we'll get to that part and rooted. You know, God created everything and it was perfect. That was what the Garden of Eden was all about. And, and then, because of sin, our own rebellion and our own desire to be like God, well, that changed everything, didn't it? And we know it changed everything because we live in a world of good and evil. We live, as the Bible states it, we, we live in a world where it rains and snows on the just and the unjust. See, we know good people that difficult things have happened to, don't we? And every once in a while when it seems like the evil person gets away we're we're kind of scratching our head and wringing our hands and one day don't worry that'll all not be the way that it is one day we'll we'll be in complete in the complete presence of god his glory again and and all the issues of sin will be washed away and if you come today thinking God wants to condemn you, that, that that is why Jesus revealed himself, please hear what I have to say. 
The complete opposite is true. God reveals himself to us because he wants to forgive us and make us whole. He wants to forgive us and give us hope for the future. He wants to forgive us and move us from the path we're on to the better path. And it's true, there is a highway to hell, but only a stairway to heaven. Stairway to heaven. And the way we get on that stairway is the forgiveness of God. The forgiveness of God is not hard. You just bring who you really are to the moment. And you confess to Jesus that you you haven't done what you know you should do. Or you've been off doing what you shouldn't do. It's really not difficult. In fact, toddlers understand this. What is good and what is, well, less than that? The opposite of that. And so God has revealed himself so that we can know his forgiveness, and that forgiveness makes us whole. That that act allows God to come inside of us and then be reflected outside of us. And so my point is never count yourself out. Never count yourself out. Jesus came not to condemn us, but to save us. And so all the way back, God has been involved all the way to present history, our present history. And as we look ahead, God has numbered our steps. He knows our time. He knows our place. He reveals himself because he created us out of love and he wants us to know his love. And he wants us to share that love with those around us. And don't you agree, there are plenty of people around us that could use some divine love, some unconditional love, some forgiving love. Yeah, that's why we're here, and that is who God is. Let's pray.